I actually came out to Mac being like, I'm not going to study writing anymore because I'm sick of people telling me what to write and when things are due and I want to just study something else. And then after a year, I realized I wasn't going to write in college because I didn't have time unless someone was telling me to write and when it was due. So then I became a creative writing major. Hello, and welcome to The Ramblings, a series about English majors and for English majors. For today's episode, Kira Shukar sat down with Sara TM and Gianella Rojas to talk about exploring the same topics in different mediums, how writing can be rooted in community, and classes at Mac that left an impact. Everybody. Uh, welcome to The Ramblings. I'm Kira, and I'm your host for this episode. Today, I'm talking to Zara and Gianella. They are both senior English majors on the creative writing track. Uh, Zara and Gia, welcome to The Ramblings. Well, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now, if you guys could just introduce yourselves with your name, your pronouns, and a fun fact, that would be great. Who goes first? Up to you guys, honestly. <laughs> I'll, here, I'll go and then I can say our fun fact. Yeah, so um, I'm Zara. I use he, his, and she, her pronouns. Um, I'm a senior, like husband said, a creative writing track and studio art major. Um, and our joint fun fact is we actually literally five minutes before this was recorded found out G and I actually live across the street from each other and have yeah. been for a while. So, Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I'm Janella or Gia. I'm an English and education um studies educational studies major I use she her pronouns um and yeah that was our fun fact living right across each other uh yeah I love that I can't believe you guys didn't know that until like right now (laughs) did you guys like know each other at all before coming on the ramblings or like did you ever have classes together yeah we had classes together we've taken a couple classes together I think actually Mm -hmm. yeah that's fun um what were the classes we were in Peter's class together, right? Yes. Peter Bagnani's, yes. Mm-hmm. And then I think there was one more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah, at least one, possibly two. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So so a little familiar with each other, but uh, unknown neighbors <laughs> until just now. Um, so just to start off, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about what you guys like to write and some of your like preferred creative writing styles. So whoever wants to jump in first, what what are the types of things that you guys like to write? I went first for intros, so you have to go first. Now, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the things I like to write, I really like writing fiction and poetry. Yeah, I think that's where I spend most of my energy on it's just yeah (laughs) sorry I I can't think of an elaborate answer but yeah I really like fiction and poetry that's okay if you don't have anything more right now but is there (laughs) is there anything like any topic that you really like Mm -hmm. like what's the last piece of fiction or poetry that you wrote about what was the topic Um, the last piece I like writing a lot about I like a lot of mythological stories I like a lot of like sci-fi and speculative fiction I think Mm -hmm. that's really fun for me Um, and I recently listened to this podcast 
with LeVar Burr and it was like on um, this really cool speculative fiction story and it sort of inspired me to also write story based on like my family. Um, my family's from Peru so I, I'm trying to think of like this mythological speculative fiction story um, a lot about their immigration here but including like the magical elements to it so yeah that's like super that. cool yeah that cool. uh zara what do you usually like to write um i sort of live in hybrid land so i'm really into the prose poem really into the short fiction that has blind breaks in it um sort of confusing stuff that's hard to pitch to people but um i don't know i really enjoy also just like anything that's I think more of a bridge between the genres. So I like the auto fiction stuff as well and like the nonfiction fiction. Mm. Yeah, I love those like kind of in between uh, areas. I mean, also kind of like what Gia was saying about including some more like mythology with like true stories. Like you guys both kind of have that bridge between two different types of fiction. That's super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Zara, you're also a studio art major um, and do you think that your art ever like influences your writing or like vice versa? Like, is there any crossover in that realm? Yeah, for sure. Um, my art, I'm mostly a painter um, with some multimedia stuff. And I think I use a lot of text in my art. It's a nice way to sort of allow people different entry points also into the art because some people are just like so much more text based in their life. And that can be really grounding, but it can also be really alienating when there's like a bunch of words on a painting that you don't even fully understand. So I think the the crossover application of the two is really cool to me. Um, and I definitely like to sort of approach the subject, same subjects with different medium, just because, you know, an art piece, you know, you're looking at it for like maybe five seconds, if I'm lucky, maybe 10 minutes, if you're really a contemplative person, whereas a story or a poem, you like to sit down and read in a different way. And so I feel like that allows me to sort of approach topics in different ways um, and sort of get to the same, same little endpoint. Mm, that's cool. really cool that you bring up like accessibility, you know, mm -hmm. and like how people might approach something um, differently, like based on their own experiences. And Gia, I, I saw that you've worked on an interview project with the Loft Literary Center. I like just did a little bit of background research just to <laughs> form some questions. Um, and that sounds super cool. Like what inspired you to do that? Uh, so I had started, when I first came to the Twin Cities, I wanted to get more into the writing community here and to just like meet a lot of the artists here because um, back home I didn't really have the option to do that and so I was really excited um, and I was trying to look for ways that I could like write more here because um, that was still when I was deciding whether or not I wanted to do creative writing so then I found the loft and one of the classes that they offer there's like a class series and it's called um, it's for indigenous artists and artists of color um, and it's a class series that's like offered completely free pay what you can and I was really excited about it so when I went there I met so many wonderful artists in the cities that were really so inspirational and lovely to learn from and to listen to when I actually had the opportunity to have the internship at the loft I think that's they, they're the people that I had in mind and so I wanted to do something that sort of like showcased all the wonderful things that they do and also like showing it to other BIPOC artists around the cities who maybe are also looking for that community. And they're like, oh, I'm interested in this. Who do I reach out to? Like, are there people 
that are doing this because there's are there's so many artists in the cities. Uh, so yeah, there it it was all inspired from that class because I I really loved the teachers and I loved the community there. Uh, so I just wanted to try to see if there was a way I could um, put them in the spotlight because that's what they deserve. That's where they deserve to be. No, that's super cool. I've also um, I did like a little tour of the Loft Literary Center. Um, like last year before COVID and it seems like a super cool space it just for is. artists yes yeah. I loved that place yeah Zara have you ever been to the loft or like had any experience with it I have not I've heard really fantastic things but haven't actually gotten a chance to physically get there at least um, but yeah that's a cool that's a really cool class series also Gia that you got to be mm-hmm. a part of that's really neat yeah yeah I was also just like reading through some of the interviews and they sound really inspiring um yeah (laughs) I was I was really like touched by all the things they were sharing with me like I remember some of them would tell me some of their most vulnerable moments in like in doing and creating their art and like some of them would give me a hug at the end and would just like it was just so sweet I felt like I I learned so much from all of them that's really wonderful yeah that's so nice that's so so nice um, so I'd kind of like to shift the conversation a little bit more towards your experience at McAllister and in the English department specifically. Um, so Zara, I know that you said in your like pre-interview survey um, that you completed your capstone last semester. Did. Yes, um, yeah. one down, oh. one to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your first capstone. So what was that experience like? Um, this is no fault of the English department. I think just the module system is like a pretty brutal uh, machine. Um, And I had my capstone during module one. So it was also the time when I think nobody really knew how the module system was going to work and what it was going to feel like and look like to be in that sort of format. Um, So I really struggled with my capstone experience. Um, I had a pretty rough experience, to be honest. I'm happy with the work that was produced um, or as happy as I can be, but I really... I did feel a little cheated out of the capstone um, experience as much as I was still very lucky to be able to complete it. And I think that's sort of where I've landed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, I know. I've heard a lot of people. I have a friend who's taking her capstone as a junior right now um, and is feeling very similar, although she's on the lit track, so a little bit different. But um, do you think that uh, what was your project centered around? And do you think that you'll like continue working on that? Like now that the capstone's done? Yeah. So my um, final product was a sort of short, upper size short story, like 8,000 words um, about uh, auto fiction, about being an inpatient during a pandemic um, and what it's like to sort of experience the like hospital style incarceration, as well as the like weird added factors of what it's like to be in a hospital during a pandemic um, as a patient not related to the pandemic. Um, and again, like pretty proud of how it turned out. Definitely still still got feelings around it and massaging it out um, and hopeful to be able to present it at some point during module four with everybody else. So yeah, no, that sounds like a really like powerful piece. Also something that I feel like, like you said, it's, it's strange to be in a hospital setting during a pandemic and especially if you're not 
uh, in there because of COVID or because of, you know, like hospital experiences have have totally changed because of the pandemic. Um, so that's a very niche topic, but also something that it's very cool to talk about. Um, and then do you think that the capstone fit into the rest of your McAllister education? Like, even though it was shortened by like the module system and it was like a little funky, especially like being in mod one, do you feel like you still, it still felt like that culmination that capstones are supposed to be, or do you think it could have been more? Yeah, it definitely felt like an endpoint, especially to the major. Um, it was the last class I took also in the English department. So um, definitely felt like definitely felt like that that closing piece, you know. And I think most English majors also are like pretty aware of the capstones looming ahead starting in your junior year if you're not taking it your junior year. So it's definitely something I had been thinking about and trying to figure out what the heck I was going to say and do. Um, so definitely feels like a project that is completed, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And then um... – Gia, I know you haven't taken your capstone yet, but um, you said you're taking it in mod four. So, right, because senior is the last mod. But yeah. <laughs> um, how are you feeling about that? Like, are you nervous? Are you like excited? Do you have any like ideas going or are you just kind of kind of like jump in? <laughs> I I have an idea. Uh, there's this one piece of writing that I really want to flush out um, for the capstone. I like I have an outline and I'm really excited because I, I don't make enough time for myself to write to like work on it. So I'm kind of excited that I'm going to be able to actually like write it and focus on it more in mod five. Um, I am worried, though, because of the mod system, um, you know, it's just not as much time dedicated to making it your best. And especially because it's like a novel idea, it's just there's a lot to it um but yeah I'm definitely excited to at least start working on it and then you know since the part of the reason that we decided to pair both of you guys together is because Zara you've already done your capstone Gia you're coming up on yours so Zara do you have any advice for Gia on like how to approach it especially (laughs) in the module system yes please (laughs) yeah I think the biggest thing for me was like I had to set my own priorities aside from the class's priorities and aside from like whatever sort of priorities are set of like, what do I actually want out of this? Just because it's so short, you don't have as much time to sort of play around and figure out, or at least that was my experience. And so pretty early Mm -hmm. on, I just decided like, I'm cutting myself as much slack in terms of like having it be polished as it needs to be. And as long as I get the words on the page, like I'm happy. And that was just where I landed. And maybe Mm -hmm. your goals will be different, but it was just really important for me to take out the the whole editorial side of it as soon as possible because otherwise it just it was so hard to be like this has to be polished in seven Mm -hmm. weeks it has to be polished in seven weeks instead of like it just needs to be done like just needs to be in a draft (laughs) and like as best as it can be um and that was really really helpful to me yeah yeah and and Gia you said that you're thinking did you say a novel so like a a pretty long yeah it's (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty long, but I I do have like my goal is mainly to also just get it done because it's just like I like know what I want to write, but I just don't write it. Um, and that's that's partially just because I love procrastinating. Um, but I I really do want to write it. I think I I'm avoiding it because it's so personal. Um, but I'm excited to take the class so I can at least 
like Zara said, write it out and just, you know, get it out instead of just keeping the thoughts in. Um, so yeah, but I, I also, I had a capstone for my other major in the first module too, and that sucked. And I remember also just thinking, yeah, it needs to just be done. Um, so yeah, I totally appreciate that advice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, how did the capstone in the Ed Studies department like what what is that like is it more of a project based thing or do you still have to like write a paper uh so i guess it depends because it depends on whether or not uh yeah cuz you have the option of completely doing it full through but i i couldn't do that because i just could not handle the workload so i like did sort of a pass fail and just did as much as i could done um it, it's sort of like a project initiative. So based on like what you're interested in studying for ed studies. So I did like a community, I did like community-based education in Miami-Dade County, which is where I'm from. Uh, so it's more like that, but it's, it's also a really big project in such little time. Um, so I definitely feel what you're saying, Zara, about, you know, just getting it out. Yeah. I always forget we're both from Florida too. Oh yeah, that could have been our other fun fact. <laughs> <That's not true. laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Where in Florida are you guys both from? I'm not from Florida, so I don't know specifically. <laughs> audible, but <laughs> we're from very different parts of Florida. So yeah. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, which is like uh, it's so north. It's south is the phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm from uh, Miami, which is South Florida. But honestly, South Florida is its own little like region. Uh, they're very different, I would say, from the South, South. Um, so, yeah, different parts of Florida. Florida's huge. It is. I drove uh, from southern Wisconsin to southern Florida one time. And oh my God, driving God through you. Florida <laughs> took so yeah, long. So <laughs> it's, it's so long. It takes, like, hours just to get to one from one side to the other. Yeah, I've driven from Jacksonville to Miami, and I think it was seven. <laughs> no, it's it's so big. It's such a big state. Do you guys think that you'll like go back there after college or are you going to stick around the Midwest for a little longer? Uh, big question. <laughs> it's okay if you don't have solid plans. Like I, I understand. <laughs> uh, for me, I have no idea. I, I really do want to go back. Um, it's just difficult because of a lot of things I'm really interested in. Like, I want to learn more. Um, I want to learn, like, about movements that are happening. And for me, it's really hard to, like, find uh, literary communities in Miami and uh, ethnic studies movements in Miami. So I don't know. I really want to because it's the place that I love. Um, it's the city that I love. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. It's a big if. <laughs> if all goes well. Yeah, I totally feel that. Um, I actually work as an EMT uh, on an ambulance service, so uh, I'm planning to be in the Twin Cities for as long as I am needed for COVID reasons, Um, and then uh, hopefully looking at maybe in a year or two, either going back to get my paramedics or going to get my MFA, depending on uh, how the world looks. (laughs) So I won't be in the Midwest (laughs) forever, probably, but at least uh, probably another year or two. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good. I mean, both of you, you guys have like these connections in the Twin Cities, like Gia, you have that 
the Loft Literary Center where it seems you've made like a lot of connections with different artists and um, Zara, I mean, being an EMT, I can't believe, <laughs> I can't yeah, even imagine so cool. doing that right now. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I, I also, getting back to McAllister <laughs> and, you know, kind of that, that focus, um, how has your understanding of creative writing changed during your time at McAllister? Like, did you guys come into Mac knowing that you were going to be creative writing majors or did it just kind of happen during a class? Like, did you just decide at some point? So I actually went to an arts high school in Jacksonville, um, and I was a creative writing, quote unquote, major there. So that means that almost all of my classes in high school were around creative writing um, instead of like math and science and other useful stuff, (laughs) which was fantastic, but also uh, interesting for sure. And I actually came out to Mac being like, I'm not going to study writing anymore because I'm sick of people telling me what to write and when things are due and I want to just study something else. And then after a year, I realized I wasn't going to write in college because I didn't have time unless someone was telling me to write and when it was due. So then I became a creative writing major. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. Um, I also feel like I wouldn't write if I wasn't being told to write. Um, But for me, I did know that I wanted to be an English major, but I remember that my first year I was trying to like sort of explore outside of um, the English major and I was taking like sociology classes, poli-sci classes, um, American studies classes and it was all really amazing. I learned about so many like different radical theories um, especially from uh, especially from many like BIPOC academics and that Honestly, it was really hard for me to pick English as a major at first because I want to do a lot of community work. I found so much love and care from the BIPOC community in the Twin Cities and within the school and within my own communities back home. And I was really worried that if I, you know, if I become an English major, I wouldn't be able to like give back in the way that I've been given. But then I realized that like, you know, English is something that I truly love and that I also really like education. You know, I I just decided to do both, like uh, try to see like what different BIPOC authors and writers are being left out of literary conversations while also like learning about like education, which is super important to me and seeing how, um, seeing how about the inequities in the education system and things like that. So, you know, I'm trying to find like my own ways to, give back to my communities while also like engaging in conversations that, you know, that I feel are more uh, to my interests and to things that I care about. That's super cool. That is so cool. Yeah. And I love um, what you said about combining, you know, the the community aspect of um, your education major with, you know, also finding BIPOC authors and people who have been left out of the English literary canon because there are so many authors that like high schoolers should be reading (laughs) and younger and also in college um quite honestly um no that's super cool Zara how did you land on your second major the studio art major um so yeah I also I just I love art and I've always loved art um and it was sort of a I had a lot of formal education around writing but I wasn't writing as much in college and then the opposite was sort of I had very little formal education around painting but all I wanted to do was paint 
And so I was like, well, I should probably figure out someone to tell me how to do this. So I know what I'm doing. And then I did. And now I'm graduating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you guys feel that there are any classes that you've taken at McAllister, like in the English department or like outside of it, that have really influenced or inspired your work? Gia, I know you said that you took like a lot of classes in other departments. Like, do you think that that was really formative in your creative writing or do you see it as just kind of like a different side of your education? I think it, I think it was really formative because for so long I'd seen like creative writing as like a black and white thing as like it either gives to my community or it doesn't or it, it like helps or it doesn't and I don't know I guess through my classes I realized that there's so many people who are doing so many cool works through their writing I think like through other classes I started seeing how writing could be used in different formats and ways like I remember I took um I remember I took a sociology class and we had been reading a lot of books that they were like academic but at the same time they were personal and they were individual and also about communities that they're representing so I was just starting to see that there are so many more like connections between writing than I initially thought so yeah I mean one that I also really learned a lot about was international storytelling with Matt Burgess Um, it really reframed my thinking about what writing is and what it could be because I just remember he was always like you know like there's different forms of writing there's like I I don't know because I didn't I didn't get like to learn about writing in this way when I first took a creative writing class in my high school I always learned to like this is the climax this is the um this is the following action resolution etc but it was really cool that I got to see that you know not everybody follows these standards and it's not a set thing it's like there's like round storytelling and things like that I just those were really formulative to all the writing that I try to do today no I love that yeah yeah I love what you have to say about also like the other departments and influencing it yeah Zara, was there like a similar class for you or? Um, I, t- I took a lot of great classes in the English department, like not going to not going to lie. Um, <laughs> uh, James Dawes's novel class, I actually transferred aim three weeks late and he was very gracious and letting me in the class. And I didn't think I was going to like it. And it ended up really shaping how I thought about storytelling and how I thought about genre um, and how I thought about the sort of negotiation between author uh, and reader. Uh, and that, so massive, massive props to that class. You should take it if you get a, get a chance. Um, but yeah, I just, I think also a lot of my art classes and a lot of my linguistics classes, um, have really influenced also just like accessibility also where like, I just find a lot of literary writing very inaccessible for me personally. And maybe I'm just not the target audience, but also I think it's been really empowering for me to over time realize like, I don't have to write things that are hard to read for them to be professional um and I don't have to write things in a voice that isn't mine for it to be literary um so that's been really important for me yeah totally agree yeah accessibility is definitely very important I just finished reading Orlando by Virginia Woolf and I love it but also it was kind of a slog (laughs) at some parts um (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, I know (laughs) 
<laughs> I know you guys both said that you took classes with uh, Matt Burgess. Is that right? You guys took a class together with him? Yeah. The, the very first episode of The Ramblings is the Matt Burgess fan club was the like unofficial title of it. Oh, Maybe gosh. the official title. <laughs> because, <laughs> um, so <laughs> because Amy and Eric both like absolutely adore Matt Burgess. Um, I mean, Oh yeah, isn't that great? I just think it's funny that you guys also both like took yeah, the last together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Matt Burgess. Much, yeah, much adoration for that Burgess. man. <laughs> <laughs> it's my righty. <laughs> all right, and then we just have one question that we ask all of our guests um, at the end of each episode. Um, and that is, what is something that you're proud of from your time at McAllister? And that could be like academic, it could be personal, could be related to your major, could be like something totally off the rails. Um, really open-ended question. So you guys can like take some time to think about it if you want, or if you want to jump in. Um, what is something that you're proud of? Okay, so I have a LinkedIn answer and a Twitter answer. So my LinkedIn okay. answer is um, I've had a lot of really wonderful experiences uh, working with the campus community around like sexual health and harm reduction and drugs and addiction and use and harm reduction. Um, and I'm super proud of the strides that the campus has made. Mac Callister First Aid, Sexy Trainers, Health and Wellness have all made um, into really like having some of those conversations and like starting to actually make the changes that we need to make. Um, so that's my like LinkedIn professional development answer. Um, and my Twitter <laughs> answer is I'm just like pretty proud I'm graduating. <laughs> like it's not been an easy yeah. four years. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's when you get to the end that you really start to look back and you're like, dang, like I really did actually take those classes <laughs> and pass them. So that's my Twitter answer. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> from across across the street Zara and I are both going through our senior um reflections <laughs> um I would say something that I'm really proud of I guess I'm gonna try to condense like a really a lot of small pieces together into one big answer um uh, I think I'm really proud that I did everything that I came here for um like I wanted to make friends I made friends I wanted to learn more about myself and I did I wanted to grow a lot and I did I wanted to challenge myself to do new things and I did I did the internship at the loft I did like theater even though I I've never like acted before I did like I did everything that I had wanted to do coming here and I think that's something that I'm really really proud of because you know, like, I am the type of person that does not want to, like, look back and, like, regret anything. I don't like regretting um, things, but I'm really, really happy that I'm leaving this place, like, feeling like it's done. Like, I feel, like, resolved. Like, um, I'm just, I have many happy memories here and with, like, the communities that I've met. And, yeah, I just... I feel good about how I'm leaving it. That's nice. a beautiful answer. <laughs> I mean, both of you, but... <laughs> no, yeah, you, oh win. you win that answer for well, sure. Well, I'm proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Zara gave two answers. <laughs> 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 well, I think we both, I think we both really outdid ourselves. 
Well, I loved both of those answers. So (laughs) both winners. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Ramblings. Our host for this episode was Kier Shukar. Alice Ash was our writer. And sound editing was done by me, Malcolm Cook. Our music is Get Jazz from PurplePlanet.com. If you have any questions or just want to cheer us along, you can contact us at EnglishDepartment at McAllister.edu. That's EnglishDepartment at McAllister.edu. We hope you'll tune in again.